As we are sharing some of our favorite past episodes of Life Beyond the Chariot, um, I'm super excited to share this episode. Um, we had Ronna Egan on, who's an interior designer, and we were talking about how to make your house a home. I'm a huge fan of Magnolia Magazine um, and the idea of making my house a space that brings joy and rest to my family is really important to me, but it's also something that I'm really bad at right. and I'm trying to get better. And so Rhonda just offers practical advice. She gives us tips on how to be more um, intentional with our space and how to really use our home as a way to welcome others and be um, like a beacon of like hospitality for those who enter. Yeah. And Rana is basically the Catholic Joanna Gaines. <laughs> so if you're a fan of Magnolia Homes or um, Fixer Up or all of that, Rana just brings a lot of joy into um, looking at the space that you have and not making it such an overwhelming project um, to make your house a home. So we hope that this is helpful and hope you enjoy. Yep. Welcome to Life Beyond the Chariot, a faith and family series from the St. Philip Institute. We believe we are called to not only know, but also to live the truth of the gospel within our homes, in our workplaces, and beyond. We believe we are invited to encounter Christ in the messiness of day-to-day -day life and to live as his disciples. Welcome to our Life Beyond the Chariot. Um, we have a special guest with us today, and I know Dean and I have been so excited for this episode. Uh, it's going to be about interior design. Uh, and I'm sure people are like, why are you guys doing an interior design <laughs> podcast at the St. Philip Institute of Catechesis and Evangelization? Uh, well, first, I'm the worst at it. I am the worst at home design, but we can get into that later. But we'll, we'll let the experts speak in a minute. We have Miss Rhonda Egan here with us, interior designer. And before we dive right into why this is even important, how can it help our families, uh, Deanna Johnson, would you mind leading us in prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious God, we thank you for the gift of our faith. Um, we thank you for the gift of our homes and our families. Uh, we ask that you bless this conversation um, and help us to be open to uh, bringing beauty into our homes, um, specifically in uh, just cultivating a, a, a spirit of hospitality and generosity within our family life. We ask these things in your name. Amen. 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 The Father, Amen. the Son, and the Holy Amen. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Um, I think a lot of our listeners are moms who have little ones running around, and I'm sure the idea of interior design or making your house beautiful is like, okay, well, that's impossible because <laughs> I have little ones destroying everything that I just put mm -hmm. together. And I guess what I'm really hoping that we can glean from this conversation together is that we can just have um, the time to discuss that gives us a perspective on what we can do to make our homes on earth better equipped for that rest and peace, um, how to make our home basically a sanctuary from the world so we can have that recharge and to really prepare the people in our home for their heavenly home. And then what role designing our house has to play in that. So I know that's a lofty goal for today, <laughs> but we have an expert in our midst. <laughs> Uh, so I don't want to take too much time, but um, what's your story? So tell our audience a little bit about who you are. Great. Thanks for having me. 
Um, my story is, let's see, for as long as I can remember, I have wanted to be an interior designer. There was no question. One of my earliest memories was around sixth or seventh grade. I went over to a friend's house to play, and I helped her mother rearrange furniture instead of play with the friend. <laughs> like, I just always, always knew I wanted to do that. And I grew up in a home where both of my parents were very creative. So my mother was constantly redecorating painting, doing everything herself. Then she would find, you know, a piece of furniture that wasn't just quite right. So my dad would be like, well, I'll, I'll just build that. Like, that's no problem. So to me, that was just normal. You would figure out how to accomplish what you wanted creatively. There yeah. was just, that was the norm in my house. Um, so then I go off to college, which I had no idea was actually an art school. I thought interior design was all math and calculating and building. And so taking an art class. I'm like, oh, art. Okay, this is interesting. Um, but I had to take a 3D art class, which incorporated my love of building that I already knew a little bit. We had to take found objects and create furniture. And my mind was just opened like, oh, now I have some tools and I know how to, to do these things. Um, another key moment like on my path was I volunteered at an interior design firm while I was in college to make sure like okay I'm gonna like this when I get out and my first job was to go through all these fabric samples that were just gonna be tossed out and she, she was like you can have them if you want them I'm like all these gorgeous fabrics were just gonna be thrown away so I took them and I sewed them all together and I made blankets for everybody and their brother and um, you know just again being creative with what you found or were given um, then fast forward, I graduated. I had a great job that was in a high-end design firm, but maybe not my budget by any means, you know, married to a youth minister and on that kind of salary. So I was always very creative. Wait, you mean you didn't have a large budget? <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to get very creative. I, I wanted this tile backsplash that I took these paint samples and cut them in the shape of tiles. I painted the wall white. I glued them on the wall, po you know, polyed over top of them. It looked like this gorgeous tile that didn't cost me anything. Um, but so that brings me to today where, um, I have started a business trying to help people, you know, achieve these goals in their home because I really do feel like no matter what your budget, you can have a home that you love and are proud of, which spurs, you know, welcoming people into your home and bringing the church into your own family and house. Oh, that's beautiful. And you're you come at this also as a as a wife and a mother and tell us how Tell us about your family. Yeah, six kiddos. <laughs> yeah. The oldest, 18, down to five-year-old. Um, so we've got every school, <laughs> one boy and five girls. Um, and most of them, I would say, are pretty artsy and kind of go in the direction that I do. But maybe, again, that family of origin is so huge. Right. You know what you're right. surrounded with. and. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, I, I love that you can bring that perspective because, I mean, you're right there in it with us, the, the messiness of family mm -hmm. life and finding ways of making this very practical and um, achievable for any family. Right. right. <laughs> Which is really great. And this is this is an area of my life that I have struggled with. Like, I hate decorating. And it's because I think there's so many choices and I'm the kind of type that I like to exhaust all my choices so I know the one the that I like yeah. the best. <laughs> but then there's endless. I mean, how you can design your home, what you're even looking for. Um, I don't even really know the basics of looking at a space, 
and trying to decide what to do with it. I mean, what do you tell people who just get overwhelmed by the whole process? So what do you tell them? But also, why is it important to sort of be intentional and purposeful about what you do with the spaces in your home? Right. Um, I don't know what we did before Pinterest. I guess you had catalog or, you know, (laughs) magazines and things. But that's always my go-to. If I have a space, even if I have no clue in mind what I'm doing, like let's just say it's a toy room. I'll go and look for inspiration like, oh, there's a picture that looks similar to my space. Or even if it's as simple as like, that window is in the exact, you know, like that looks like my wall. Look how they put that all together. Then going to the next level, like, okay, now I have a goal. Like, look, they used these cabinets to hide all of the toys in. How can I find cabinets? You know, like it just kind of leads you to the next step. Um, So starting off is just finding inspiration from something that's achievable you know for you to do in your own home that's awesome and one of the things that i loved about you when we brought um rana to our house um to help us kind of assess the situation (laughs) because it's a little crazy at casa johnston um but i love that one of the very first questions that you asked when you came into the living room was okay is this the space that you envision welcoming people in and i was like I don't think I've thought about that. I'm, you know, I'm just in survival mode. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you know, why is that Why is that important to think about, you know, opening, looking at spaces as far as bringing others in? I think um, it's always been a big part of my own life, but I we uh, worked at the Pines Catholic Camp for so many years and hosted the missionaries for many dinners. And so it was very much part of our weekly routine, really, to have guests over. And I kind of had this one aha moment on a Sunday when little ones were napping and John was watching football or something, and I just kind of had the whole kitchen dining room to myself. And I just felt at such peace preparing the house for guests to come over. And it truly is a gift if you're in the right mind, you know, Mm -hmm. when children are screaming or whatever real life is happening. But in that moment, (laughs) I was reminded, like, this is a gift to be able to serve others and to have your house, you know, prepared for them. It makes you feel so welcome when you come to someone's house that is, you know, ready for you, ready for a guest. It doesn't mean that your house is never going to be, you know, chaotic and you're welcoming right. in someone to trip over the laundry, whatever. That's real life too. But we can all dream that most, you know, some of the things I'll talk about will at least get you in the right direction to welcome your guests whenever they arrive. Awesome. And I think, too, one of the things I realized a lot when um, I had children and I worked a lot with high school students is that there's so much, like, bombarding our lives, like, Mm -hmm. trying to come in. And I really tried to start seeing my house as that sanctuary. And Mm -hmm. I think being intentional and really considering what it is that we're doing with our home and Yes, I think a lot of women have the desire to make it beautiful, but that's not our purpose. Like, we want to make it homey Mm -hmm. and warm and generous and um, virtuous and loving. So what can we do to do that? Because at home is where we are nurtured and where we nurture our family Mm -hmm. and our kids. It's where we live. Mm -hmm. It's where we love. And so I don't want people to just think, oh, just little design tips, but that what we're talking about is something that is really meant to aid of forming our own family, but also welcoming other people so that they have a sense of what we're trying to convey, like our love of Christ, our love of hospitality and generosity. And I love that that's what you asked her when 
when you when you went to her house. Yeah. Just un- that underlining importance, like this has a purpose than just right. having a nice space. Right. So my tip, my first tip is tidying up your home. Um, Maria Kondu is. She wrote The Magical Art of Tidying Up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it was all the rage I need to for read a while. It. <laughs> well, it is kind of magical. Like, she has a very specific order of how she wants you to do things, and I kind of went along with it. Like, I don't get why you have to start in the closet or whatever. Right. But it does kind of just – she has a rhyme or reason to it, and she is very um, thorough in it. And her whole theory is whatever you have in your home needs to bring you joy. Now, of course, maybe your laundry basket isn't bringing you joy, but some things have <laughs> to function it. and, <laughs> right. you know. Um, so going through, you know, your house and figuring out what works for your family, because I mm-hmm. think all design comes down to it has to function well for your family. Mm-hmm. So just because I tell you it's pretty or this system works for me, it might be totally different in your laundry room or, you know, your toy room. Um, but I do think that overall, most people get more anxious and overwhelmed when you're staring at clutter and laundry and these things. So um, coming up with simple ways that you're able to eliminate that for yourself really can go a long way. And usually when you kind of come up with an order, like let's say you start in your laundry room because it's probably a well-used room in all of our homes. But we moved houses and we had a great system and my kids were all like what happened to that system like (laughs) where where are the laundry baskets gonna go so we quickly had to recopy you know that idea because it worked for our family so well that everybody knew how to make that system work I don't have mountains of laundry right now everyone has a basket and you know the order works but just coming up with that for your own family is huge and again inspiration from like okay you know I have a laundry room that looks like this. Let me look on Pinterest and see what people have done and how can I, you know, make yeah. that work for yeah. our family. Oh, I love I love the emphasis on do what's best for your family. Mm-hmm. Right. Not Chip and Joanna game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> do what's best for your family. That's yeah. right. Um, and having the right mindset, kind of the same thing with preparing that dinner for the missionaries, but like, you know, doing those chores and things can really lead you to sanctification if done with the right mindset. So when you set some of these things in place, um, if you have the right attitude, hopefully that spreads to your family as well, you know. And when there is order and um, I think the line I wrote down was order breeds more order. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if your kids bring a dish to the sink and maybe they see it's already clean and empty, they'll remember to put it in the dishwasher Mm -hmm. instead of adding it to the pile that's there that nobody has done, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, My second tip was, well, I have a question first. Do you remember as a kid wanting to rearrange your bedroom? Yes. um, And I think... When we get older, we kind of forget that excitement of rearranging a room. So my second tip is rearrange a space. Shop your house. Go from one other room and, you know, I wish I had a table. Well, I do have a table in there. So steal it from that room and, you know, flip your furniture from one side of the room to the other and see, do I like it better or worse? Sometimes you don't know till you try it. And, you know, it could feel like a whole new space with all your own stuff. Um... Plus, it surprises your family when they walk in, and it's like, like, wait, what happened in here? (laughs) Exactly. Um, Another easy thing is paint. Paint is, you know, $30 a gallon, whatever supplies you need, can totally transform a room, whether you need, like, just 
make it light and bright and have that dark couch that you hate, but okay, I'm just gonna make it <laughs> pop and I'm gonna make everything else pull your eyes away from the couch, you know? Have a fresh coat of paint and it really can clean up a space pretty easily without a lot of money. Um, and if you're really patient, maybe your kids will help you. There you go. <laughs> I'm not that patient yet. No. Right? A sanctifying activity for there everyone. There you go. <laughs> Uh, the other thing in a home is color. So you want to have the right balance of color, and you kind of have an overall color palette for your home. So you want it to flow from the family room to the kitchen to the dining room. doesn't mean that if you have red and green and yellow. doesn't have to be in every room, but maybe your kitchen is, you know, bright white cabinets with a little red pattern on a curtain or something but then as you move into the dining room you have bright red walls and a little bit of white scattered around and you add touches of green or whatever and that spreads through your home so as you move from one room to the next you're like oh this this flows so nicely not you know going from your white and red kitchen to a purple dining room and you know <laughs> then it starts to look is a there a bit. number of colors that you would recommend sticking with or I usually try to find a fabric that has a large amount of colors that I like. That way, okay. that kind of, maybe that's the pillows or the window treatment, something that has, you know, all of the colors I'm going to use throughout, and then I kind of pull from there. But there's no magic number, but two or three probably is plenty to nice. kind of scatter through. Nice. Um, I kind of mentioned finding inspiration on Pinterest, but uh, another example would be like, if you were gonna paint your cabinets blue and you knew you want a blue cabinets, but no idea. So search blue cabinets, see what comes up. You might start to be drawn like, oh, actually, I really like navy cabinets. Now I'm going to search that and see, like, what do people put with that? What other, you know, what wall colors do they have or what other countertops look like or things like that point you in a certain direction. You'll start to see what you like and what you're drawn to, and that's usually a good thing to put in your home. Um Tip number six, hang stuff on your walls. I have to tell myself this sometimes because I'm, this. <laughs> I'm <too> awful. <laughs> so sometimes it's literally being afraid of like putting a hole in your wall or using the screw or whatever. So buy command strips. Like there are lots of ways to get things up on your wall. Um, but don't be afraid. I do have to tell myself even like I'll be staring at something like, oh, what if I don't like it? So what? Take it down and rearrange it or lay it out on the floor. Again, look on Pinterest. Type gallery wall up your stairs or whatever and they're going to give you a million tips and ideas of how to achieve that um it's easy to buy cheap frames blow up fix pictures of your family um paint your own things kids can do great art you know there's lots of ways yeah. to get things on your wall but you'll notice as soon as you start to put stuff up like it just starts to feel more homey um especially if you add in your religious things that are important to you, you know, a prayer area on one wall that just, you know, as you scan the room, people start to see what's important to you. Mm -hmm. So the mm -hmm. things that are surrounding you are important. Even inspirational quotes and things are um, really nice to see, you know, when you're looking around a space. I need to do that. We just moved into a house about um, a little over a month ago, and almost everything that's on my walls, I just put something where a nail already was. <laughs> so I look at it, and I'm like, I know I don't like it, but, but. I don't know what I want to do right. with it. Right. But I am. I'm terrified of putting holes in my walls mm -hmm. and like having to cover it up, or maybe I can do command strips. Yeah. Or someone... Um, 
or maybe I was reading, I don't know where I was reading, but maybe one of those design books where it's like, if you have a certain number of, of pictures to cut out paper um, and then kind of rearrange the paper and yep. see if you like the layout, which I haven't done that yet either. <laughs> but, but that that's is a good a idea. Tip. Yes. <laughs> it does help to visualize. Sometimes you really just need to see, yeah. you yeah. know, what it looks like up on the wall. But be not afraid. Like, that's there the you motto. There you know, go. have fun with it. Plants. Plants are awesome to add color, a natural element to any room. Brings the outdoors in. If you can't keep them alive, there are great faux ones. Hobby Lobby has (laughs) (laughs) tons of great faux plants. Um, I know I've just gotten into having a few more live ones I'm doing okay with, but it is nice just to have some greenery in your house. Another, uh, my last little quick tip is uh, when you're grouping things together, whether it's art or on a table or maybe your mantle, always think of odd numbers. So if you have a lamp with a picture frame and a little plant, that's enough. A group of three would be great. If you have a big mirror, you might have three things on one side and two on the other. Well, I guess you'd need another third, whatever. Kind of count the whole group all together. And as long as you have an odd number, that's usually a good way to kind of balance out your eye. Nice. Interesting. These are um, these are great tips, but I, I also find them a bit intimidating because it is, it really is something that I am so bad at. But I want my I do want my home to be something that my family enjoys, something that I enjoy, uh, but something that's welcoming to to our guests. So what do you what would you tell moms who are like oh, I just don't feel like I have the time? Or um, I mean, these are all really great tips, but I guess a, a pep talk. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> I'm a big list maker. Um, So sometimes when I'm looking at a space, I'll think, what is one little thing I could do to at least start? Because, you know, like sometimes you just need the like motivation, like, oh, if I could just hang that on the wall, maybe then I would be inspired to actually paint the wall if I thought that was going to look great. You know what I mean? So sometimes it's taking a room and breaking it apart into the smallest of steps. And I try to put them in the order that I'm going to do them because... As a mom, if you're juggling and all of a sudden, oh my gosh, magically everyone is actually taking a nap at the same time or whatever, I only have 30 minutes and you look at that massive list like, I don't even know where to start. Oh, well, I have to do the first thing first before right. I can move. So then, can I can I get that done in 30 minutes? Well, maybe part of it, whatever, you know, start. But that really helps me because looking at a big list or a big room that you're like, I, I don't know where to start. You have something that tells you, okay, step one. That's a good idea because I know I'd get overwhelmed. Like I know I have to do something, but I don't know, I don't know what to do. Right, right. Just map it out. I love it, yeah. and I, I just appreciate this conversation so much in light of you know this is a, a faith and family series. We've been talking a lot about the domestic church lately, mm-hmm. and the importance of things like prayer and you know affirming the sacrament of marriage and encouraging parents to pass on the faith. But part of being a domestic church is having a home, not just a house that we go to at night to sleep in, but our home really should be a space that's set apart from every other space that we're in um, during the day. So to to have an environment that is beautiful and and ordered at, as much as, as that's possible, and I, I'm thinking about my living room right now and that <laughs> <laughs> it is not ordered, but we're getting there. We know what we need to do. Um, one of the questions that, that our audience submitted, speaking of order, um, 
toys, Mm -hmm. like organizing toys, especially when you've got littles. Um, Any tips for trying to organize toys or sorting through um, or tips to keep clutter to a minimum? I've always been a big fan of some sort of container. It could be even a box you already have. You don't have to spend a ton of money to like get them all to match perfectly or whatever. But you know, if you label on there, okay, cars go in here, Legos go in here. It's easy to dump toys into things that go on a shelf. Maybe if it has a door, that's even better. You know, maybe sometimes it's even a curtain rod on your ceiling that just covers everything up if you have shelves or something. But I'm a big fan of boxes, putting things in it, and then tucked away where it's supposed to go. Nice. Um, but toys, it's always kind of an evolving. Right. <laughs> right. As as These are the things out, that get yes. us out of purgatory. Yes. So. <laughs> At night when my kids are sleeping, I'll clean up their rooms. Most of their stuff is gone after. Yes. <laughs> it's like, well, they won't. They that, that was gone. Either. And then like a year later, they ask for that stuffed animal, and you're like, it's gone. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Yeah. Did we have any more questions from our audience? Yeah. Um, Another was economical ways to accomplish the goals that you have for your home. Because some people are like, well, you know, I, I have a vision for how I want this space to be but I don't necessarily have the $2,000 budget Mm -hmm. to make that happen. So yeah. Any tips for, yes. Um, being, you really do have to kind of think outside of the box. So let's say the example of a couch. If you have a couch that you just hate, but there's no way you have any money to buy a new couch. Well, if it's the color you hate, maybe it's spending a little bit of money to buy a slipcover. Mm. Even getting a simple sheet and wrapping it around, tucking it in there, get a few new pillows that, you know, kind of hide where you've had to really <laughs> shove the fabric in there. But, <laughs> you know, you can transform uh, an old couch that, maybe doesn't match your decor and then that gets you by again kind of those little steps that might spur you to like well if I painted the walls too and then I have you know this couch that now I actually like it just kind of starts to snowball but I think coming up with a budget and figuring out how you can accomplish that there's always a way to be creative and kind of get that look you want if you can just think outside the box. <laughs> so what would you what would you recommend to people who are like, maybe this conversation spurred this like, you know what, I do want to do something to my home. Are there are there any resources or books that you would suggest that people read or look into um, that can kind of encompass some of the things we've been talking about? Because we're not just a secular home, right? We want to make sure that that we're conveying um, our love of God and mm-hmm. what we want our family to do. So do you have any resources that or books that you found beneficial where people could look at those for, I guess, continued inspiration or sort of ordering yes. our thoughts towards this purpose? Yes, I have a couple. Theology of Home has been um, just beautiful. They incorporate a ton of scripture and um, gorgeous pictures, how to incorporate art, um, just, and it actually kind of is divided up by different areas of your home and how to incorporate your family. I just found it very inspiring. Um, the second one is by Kimberly Hahn, Graced and Gifted. And she really, um, it's called Biblical Wisdom for the Homemaker Heart. But it helped me a lot at the beginning when I was balancing like, okay, I'm a mom, I have young children, and is it fair to spend time 
to, you know, to make that important to me? Is it fair that I want to paint that room or spend $50 on a chair? Like, well, we have chairs, but, you know, anyways, just she really kind of put it in perspective. Like, no, we are creating a beautiful space, and um, by sharing that with others is important, too. Um, the third book I have is not necessarily on home decor, but it's on hospitality, and it's called Come and Eat. It's um, really about how much of scripture Jesus is sharing a meal mm. with others. And they have a little recipe at the end of each chapter. One of our favorite meals comes from this book. Um, just very, just a way to welcome others into your home in some creative ways. It doesn't have to be a lot of pressure. You know, even if it's putting a cheese and meat platter together and you sit on your front porch and if someone walks by like, hey, you want to come have a cheese? snack with us? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's awesome. got that. Yeah. That's so those awesome. are a few of my go-tos. And the, the magical art of tidying up, although not necessarily on Catholicism, but it just really does help you kind of yeah. put order into your life. And I think that there may be a lot of um, f- parents out there who want to extend an invitation to their home, but they're just like, oh, but I got to... I can't have other people come to my house in this state. <laughs> right. You know, so, but to know that we all, most of the people that I'm going to invite over are parents <laughs> with kids as well. You know, that there is this element of understanding and the, those relationships are really important. Yeah. And we have to read that, that come and eat book um, because that's definitely something that I know we want to do and our kids thrive mm-hmm. when they see mm-hmm. us hosting another family, and the fellowship and the joy that just comes from community. And I know Mm -hmm. we've talked a lot about the importance of community. So even just that inspiration, like, don't sacrifice, like, having friends over because your house is not perfect. Right. Right. And hopefully these tips help people, like, maybe put some things into perspective because it is about being with each other, Mm -hmm. um, having a place that you do enjoy, but knowing that, okay, we're all works in mm-hmm. progress, and your house may be a work in progress, and all of our families are works in progress. <laughs> but to get together um, and experience the hospitality of and the fellowship of our other um, brothers and sisters in Christ. Beautiful. And, Rana, I know at the beginning you mentioned that you had just recently started a business that mm-hmm. focuses on helping families to be able to do this. Our family has benefited from, <laughs> from this service. It was well worth well yeah. worth the investment. But could you share, you know, what is it that you can help families to do sure. in their home? Um, so Rana Egan Designs is um, what I've created in just a way that I can come in to your home, walk through, see your space, and give you pointers on how to achieve the goals you're looking for, whether it's something you know, you're know you able to do or need help finding a resource to do, I can do that too. Um, but really just kind of finishing your space because I think sometimes that's the part that's missing and people get stuck like, okay, well, I have this couch and whatever, but like, I don't know how to make it feel finished and put together. I think that is one of the gifts God has given me to really bring a space together, you know, and using what you have. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. And where can people find you or contact you? Um, Facebook or Instagram, Ronna Egan Designs. Um, Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. So I thought that this might be fun to, before we sort of do our closeout, is that to encourage our audience, 
I think it would be fun if after our session today you felt inspired. So take a before and an after picture of something that you tried in your home (laughs) and send it to us. Uh, Email it to podcast at stphilipinstitute.org because I think that it would just be fun to say like, you know what? I couldn't rearrange furniture or slap on a little bit of paint or tidy up uh, or hang something on my wall. But I just thought it would be fun to hear from our audience. Like if you experimented with any of the suggestions um, and uh, just kind of see what the people in our diocese or beyond are doing with design. How are you making your domestic church pretty? There you go. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Well, thank you so much for coming. I know this is, I want to go home and be like, okay. What are we Which doing? picture can <laughs> I hang up today? <laughs> so take your right. before and then take your exactly. after. Yeah. Exactly. So. I have taken some notes. I have taken some notes. Well, thank you again, Rana. Super, super exciting to, to, to have something where we can be very practical in how we live this out um, and how it affects our own domestic church. I know I'm a better human when things are orderly and mm-hmm. living in a space that I feel peaceful in. Uh, so thank you again, like Mickey said. And we invite our audience to, to visit our website, um, stphilipinstitute.org, see some of the other resources that we have. And we also want to hear from our audience uh, to find out what else what do you want to hear about? What do, what what kinds of conversations should we be having um, that mm-hmm. affect the, the, our family and our faith life? Uh, and yeah, I think that's pretty much. I think that's it. Awesome. Yeah. We're just so appreciative. Thank you so much. Thank Anna. you for having me. Do you want to close us out in prayer? Sure, Deanna? sure. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious God, thank you for the gift of our faith, uh, the gift of our families. Um, We ask that you bless us, give us your peace, um, help us to bring joy into our family lives and uh, to be open to the Holy Spirit in whatever ways you are calling us. We ask these in your name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.